Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Welcome to SEM Synergy. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Bruce Clay, here with Minnie Weinstein and Virginia Nussie. Hi, everybody. Hello. You can listen to SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, streaming webmasterradio.fm, or subscribe on iTunes to get new episodes delivered straight to your device. All right. Um, big news in SEO, specifically, has been the removal of authorship. And what that really means is Google no longer tracking authorship data Um I know that the images, the bylines, the the physic like the way that it looks on a SERP page has changed. Does that mean it's no longer any value to have authorship markup? Well, I have an opinion. (laughs) And you knew I had an opinion. Um, The first part of it is that uh, there may have been a great many reasons to modify the search result page. Um, there have been at least uh, cursory statements that the fact that we had author images actually diminished the number of people clicking on pay-per-click, that as soon as they went away, ad click-through rates went up. Uh, I have no idea if that's right or wrong, um, but I can understand how the eye on a page would almost always go to an image. An image would be really sort of a uh, something that people would see. Sure, I'm sure there's tracking eye tracking studies that can clearly show that. And I think Google uh, is very aware of the formatting of the page. Uh, I mean, web-ready fonts, uh, they've been playing with the formatting on the pay-per-click and how they render ads and... Uh, when and how they put things on the page really matters to Google. So I can understand that taking it away may have had some degree of financial motivation. However, there seems to be a, a discussion about whether having an author who is an authority who is associated with a particular search result um, really makes a big difference in whether that search result is higher quality or not versus people who are spamming. You know, there are people out there that you can buy uh, posts for your blog from people who are high authority and they charge more for a post because they have more authority, more, uh, at least perceived authority. So we have to understand that there there may have been some people that were sort of uh, taking advantage of the of the particular authorship opportunity by getting their pictures on the page. Right, and that's actually one of the many. You know, I've read a lot of different things on why did Google end authorship, and and one of the things that um, I was looking at was 
pretty much along the lines of what you just mentioned, that, you know, there was a low adoption rate, you know, by authors, and that the people who jumped on it, you know, could have been the ones who were more of the spammers, you know, taking advantage of it. You know, that is a theory, but it makes sense. I mean, anytime something comes out, I mean, we always do see people looking for ways to um, exploit it. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And it's, you know, I mean, I would be curious on what kind of studies that Google did because it, I don't know how much value it really did give to searchers. I mean, I would look at it, but I, ne- I don't think I was necessarily prone to click on the listing unless I knew the author. If I knew the author, that was different. If not, I wasn't just prone to click on it just because of the picture. I mean, between that and draining the resources, too, I'm sure, on their servers, I mean, I'm sure there were multiple reasons that went into Google getting rid of it. But one of the advantages of it, I thought, was always going to be to tie down ownership. I thought that one of the ways that people benefited from it is you knew that this was an article or even a website or uh, a blog post or something that belonged to a reputable individual that if somebody were to steal my website, Google would already know that we're the author of the website. Whereas before, you know, you can't tell which website did what. Uh, So I had thought of it as being more towards their um, EAT approach, expertness, authority, and trust, and less um, pretty picture get more clicks. I, I really thought that you wanted to do it because the goal and the motivation behind it wasn't to spam Google, but to identify and claim your property. And uh, I could understand that there might have been spammers, but I really think the goal was to say, this is mine, and uh, if you agree that this is authoritative, then I get some benefit. And if you agree that it isn't authoritative, then perhaps I don't get benefit, but I also claim it. It's mine. It isn't going away. Nobody can. Nobody else can steal it. And I was really in favor of it for being able to serve both of those masters. Agreed. And I think that that you know, if you think about what Eric Schmidt said that one time about how the anonymity of the web is kind of what drags it down into a cesspool, then you know, claiming it with this markup, claiming your content with markup, meant that I do take ownership of this content and so I'm not being anonymous and you can you can I vouch for it so that is a strong signal in that direction and then of course if you are a site that's popular like ours and you get scraped a lot and you know then at least authorship markup gave you the credit for it it was almost like a canonical like I'm the original you know owner of this you're first among equals for sure well, now the real equals publishers market, though, is that still in play? I mean, from is what I've heard, it this was impacting real equals author tag. See, my view is it's still in play. Uh, they didn't take it away, but if it had zero value, is it still in play? Um, I have not seen any kind of benefit from using it, and we've been using it since it was invented. I don't know that because we have a rel publisher on our homepage that there is any identification of ownership or authority or trust or expertness. I don't see how that 
is mechanically connected to uh, a publisher automatically. Perhaps there's a way, but I haven't seen any influence from it. I think right, the only thing I could think of is you know Google wanting to have more knowledge of a brand. I mean, I could see that impacting it. You know, thinking of the knowledge graph and and whether real equal publisher could play a role in that too. Well, explain to me why rel equal publisher is more informative for Google than the domain name. Oh, I'm with you. I'm just trying to think of reasons why it still exists. It would seem to me that a domain name and the fact that Google's an ICANN member and can figure out who you are and who the owner is, it would seem to me that the rel equal publisher has no particular value. I'm I'm not sure how it would benefit you more than the obvious signals that are already there. But, you know, here we are. we got a rel equal publisher. What, what do you think about what to do with the rel author markup as it is now? Because their rec- Google's recommendation in their announcement was to leave it as is. Do you have any thoughts on whether to do that, modify it in any way, best for SEO kind of thing? I absolutely have an idea. Um, first of all, I know it is beyond reason to ever assume that Google would say one thing and do another. I am positive that nobody would ever think that. Therefore, for Google to say, leave it there, do nothing with it, we don't care to use it, sounds a little bit contrary. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't be at all surprised if they're saying one thing and um, in the somehow in the midst of all this, planning on doing something else. It may be that there's a authorship 2 coming out or uh, any number of things. I personally don't have a problem with the fact that it's like any HTML command. If it's valid HTML, you can use it. Uh, if this is something that was valid, I don't think Google is going to penalize you for continuing to do it, and the, the worst is they should ignore it in theory. Uh, But in this particular case, I personally uh, think that I am not a big fan of taking PageRank away from my own pages and giving it to Google if it has no value for anybody. I think that you might as well no-follow it. Leave it in there because it's easy enough to take the no-follow off, but why would I want to dilute the page rank transferred to my own pages so that I can give it to Google so that they can ignore it. That, to me, somehow that doesn't make sense. If it isn't being used, don't do it. If it is being used, a no-follow is still buzz, and it may still serve some purpose. That is some good advice to start with. And actually, we're going to talk a little bit more about SERP changes after this break. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. 
WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Paywin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. BubbleFast burst onto the e-commerce scene as a family-owned shipping supply provider back in 1999. The product line has grown, but Mark and Robin still own and operate BubbleFast as a family business. Being sellers themselves has taught them what online sellers need to safely and affordably deliver their products to their customers. BubbleFast is proud to be an active member of the community of online sellers. Mark and Robin sponsor seller meetup groups, share shipping tips and tricks through social media, and always love talking to customers and helping solve shipping challenges. Check out the website at BubbleFast.com. Sign up for the Bubble Briefs newsletter to join the Bubble Fast family. Use promo code WMR to get a 5% discount. Or call Mark and Robin at 877-599-7447. Happy shipping from Mark and Robin at Bubble Fast. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. All right, we're back here. Uh, this is Virginia Nessie, Bruce Clay, and Mindy Weinstein. And before the break, we talked about how the SERPs recently changed when authorship photos and bylines were removed. And now uh, I thought we could talk about some of the other changes that have happened over the last few months because the SERPs are an ever-changing landscape. Um, I think it's pretty significant that um, the like kind of uh, the way that the title, uh, changed is like a little bit bigger. And, um, that actually means that there's more characters in the title tags now, mostly. Well, certainly if the word is towards the front, it's a bigger bolded word. (laughs) I don't know that it's, uh, particularly more than just, uh, formatting. I think that there was like 60-ish characters before, and now it's more like 65 to 70. 
Well, it used to be 72, but they would not cut off in the middle of a word. Uh, in the current form, I've actually seen a number of instances where the word is cut off in the middle, mm-hmm. or at least appeared to be. Um, and that's dangerous, of course, because you could have some form of profanity left. But um, in general, with the title being a slightly larger font, you might get fewer characters. Um, they also, I haven't seen as many ellipses, which is the dot, dot, dot at the end, as I used to. The, but, it, but it's more readable. It is friendlier to somebody doing scanning of the page, which is the way people do pages before they read them. And I think it might have been easier for a visitor to go through the page and understand what that content is on the page, and they can react accordingly. Uh, So I think that a lot of the formatting changes, uh, the font size and things like that, was really designed for ease of use. Uh, It is interesting that it came out in a very similar period of time to actually where we changed our font. Uh, Search Engine Land changed theirs. Search Engine Journal changed theirs. It was all like all of us changed it a little bit after Google changed it, and um, which made total sense. And I like our font a little bit better now. So, you know, people evolve and, and things like that. It could have been that the perception is that it's more relevant because it's prettier. I don't have a clue. The knowledge graph thing, though. Mm. I think knowledge graph, uh, there's the two parts to what I think of as knowledge graph. There's the answer to the question, which is above the fold at the top of the Google search result page. Left side, you type in what time is it in Sydney, Australia, and it'll tell you the time. You don't have to go to some sort of special clock website and look it up. Um, Convert uh, U.S. dollars to euros, and it'll tell you what the conversion rate. You don't have to go to a website that has a conversion calculator. A lot of those things are knowledge-based because that is facts. And facts, while they still may change, are still facts. And we just have to be aware of that. Uh, It's funny, though, when you see knowledge graph answers, so... Google's trying to answer your question right there on the search page that are just wrong or like very silly. Like, you know, Google's trying to answer it all there, but they don't really know best all the time. Well, they're just scraping whatever they read. Right. And why are they scraping our content? Well, that's what's interesting too. I mean, I think Google, obviously we know Google is paying attention to intent. I mean, they, they have for a long time, but you know, you type in weather that's the only word you type in. I mean, Google knows you're not looking for, you know, the meteorological information <laughs> on how it's calculated or historical weather in your area. You're really asking, even though you only type in weather, you're really asking, what is the area in my city? And it answers it right there, too, which is, I know, part of the knowledge gathering. But, you know, and I've seen things, too. I can't leave an example. Virginia, just like you said, where it's completely off. I'm like, no, no, no. It's <laughs> not what I want. But a lot of times they do get it right on, and I get my answer, and I move on. It's a lot of this, by the way, is uh, your money or your life is the acronym that Google used. If it is about your money or it is about your life, the answer better be right. There is a, a real difference between that and what time is it. 
Right. So, so then I guess, do you think, I, I was wondering when you said your money or your life, if you've seen more knowledge graph based results for that category of no. Okay. No, I, I think that, uh, but in those particular categories, I think that what we're finding is a lot more focus on brands or uh, if it's about your life, more focus on reputable government or that's an oxymoron um, or hospitals or medical centers or, you know, Mayo Clinic is is a, your life kind of an answer place. Right. Whereas uh, if it has nothing to do with your money or your life, it could the, the results that could be almost anything. One other change that we've seen um, the SERPs go through is rich snippets. Kind of they kind of disappeared and then now they're back. And there's some interesting discussion about the whole rich snippets algorithm. Well, I don't. The formatting of the page. So we have one page that had an author tag on it. It had a video on it. It had rich snippets on it, which was a course rating. It was our training page. And it had the Google markup, which uh, displays the schedule for the next class. So it had events, rich snippets, and it had star ratings, rich snippets. Right. And what would happen is that Google would always show the markup, but not show the stars. So last week, because we always subject ourselves to experiments, I had our markup, even though the class hadn't happened yet, it's our next coming class, even though I really wanted that class to be there, I had this, the markup removed and suddenly the markup went away and the star showed up. So there's clearly a pecking order ah, in yeah. the search results as to how it works. Didn't um, it used to be that you would see all of them based on more the intent of the query for that page? Well, like if you wanted the schedule, you would get events kind of markup. And then if you wanted, is that not so? I, I haven't seen it. I, I've seen it move around, though. Mm -hmm. And it could be the web history actually would have a bias as well. But um, I do know that it's going back to the beginning that having the schedule, it didn't just stand out and look special as a search result, but having the stars, people see that. So I think I'm going to go without the schedule, without the markup, and, and let the, the 100 and whatever, 170-some ratings show up and, and give me stars. That's a good point then to kind of think about while a page might be a good fit for multiple different types of rich snippet markup. Think about the one that would be the best for a conversion. Or at least to, to click through. Yeah, click yeah. through. Yeah. So I think you're going to have to pay a lot of attention to that. I think that the other thing that influenced it, though, uh, in our particular case, since I have everything on one page, uh, it was nice to have the video image appear next to the page. Gone now. Gone now. And uh, that's unfortunate because the video, uh, I think, caused traffic to go up about 30%. And the video is going away. The traffic dropped down a little bit. So uh, I think it was unfortunate that that happened.
do want to mention, and it's not in relation to our site, it's just other sites that we've noticed. As far as rich snippets go, it seems like, in some cases, even site quality signals are making a difference. So people don't see rich snippets. You know, there could be a, a panda, a panda um, effect going on, and that's something we've been looking at different sites to see if there is a cause and effect relationship. I mean, I know there's been lots of articles written about it, um, and they were referring to it as a rich snippets algorithm. But I do think that's interesting that site quality would matter, and it makes sense that it would matter, and that those signals would play a factor in whether the rich snippets would show up or not. Well, if you're buying a product. You want to buy a product that has trustworthy reviews, and the rich snippets, the stars, the rating system uh, certainly contributes to that. And I think that's a, a wonderful, you know, thing for us to to have available to us. Um, but we're back to expertise, authority, and trust. And I think that most people would trust the ratings of a large population of people. Right. I guess the pecking order kind of speaks to what you're both saying about site quality, what signals show that somebody should trust a site or a page. Um, well, this is a very interesting topic and one that we could go on about. I would like to talk more about the videos, like, you know, because for one thing, YouTube videos are now the dominant of, but I guess we could talk about that on the next show. Sounds good. All right. Um, thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. Oh, okay. I'm going to cut that out. Do a little editing. Since we're speaking of videos, don't forget to go to Bruce Clay on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash Bruce Clay Inc. And watch our latest video there. We did the ice bucket challenge. Subscribe to our YouTube channel over there while you're there because we've got um, hangouts and other cool videos um, publishing up on our channel all the time. All right. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.